0: Empire.
2: You thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the urban sports scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene with Wole, myself Wole, Will T, and Ray Jeezy, part of Ant Papaya Media. Ant Papaya Media hosts multiple DMV sports podcast shows, such as the John Kime Report, hosted by ESPN Washington football team insider John Kime, and Jones Football, hosted by USA Today insider Mike Jones. Subscribe to our podcast, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene.
0: This show can also be found on Podcast DC, the new local app with hundreds of options for local news and health in the DMV region. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the Empire shows as well as other great content.
2: Don't forget to tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Also join our urban sports scene Facebook group. Search "urban sports scene," sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T. Here's what we have on tap. We'll recap the Washington Football Team defeating the Atlanta Falcons thirty-four to thirty, and their upcoming game against the New Orleans Saints. Play-by-play voice of the Washington Football Team, Bram Weinstein, will join. Will join the show. At eight twenty-five, we'll talk about the start of the of the Washington Wizards foot, uh, preseason. At eight, and at eight forty-five, we'll preview Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder three. Finally, and finally, we'll make our Week Five NFL picks. But first, Ray,
0: Kyle picks. Let's go right <laughs> to the, the Washington football team and founder of Empire Media, Mr. Bram Weinstein, on the line. What's up, Bram? How you doing, brother? What's up, guys? How are
2: you? We're doing good. We're doing good.
0: Yes, we're, we're good. Uh, <laughs> most of us are. <laughs> victory, victory Monday for Washington fans. I'll take it.
2: I know. For me, yeah, for me it's good.
0: <laughs> so, Brad, let's, let's, let's jump right into it. It was a roller coaster ride for most Washington football team fans and, and those watching the game. As, of course, the Washington football team defeated the Atlanta Falcons 34-30 to in a game in what Taylor Heineke led the team down the field for a game, winning touchdown drive with a pass. To J.D. McKissick. What were your thoughts, and what was your reaction to just this game that was all over the place, hasn't low, and ultimately ended in a Washington victory?
1: I mean, felt like five games in one. <laughs> uh, I know, like, you know, at some point, I mean, at some point, I know we're going to talk about the defense, because yeah. everyone expects them to be better, so do I. Um, but I'll say this, like, and I think it's just important to note this. You guys have been fans of this team for a long time. I, You know, I've lived my life watching their games lived growing up in this area, mm-hmm. And it's been a long time since we had a quarterback who two times in the last three weeks brings his team back multiple times in the fourth quarter
3: uh-huh.
1: to win games. So I don't care how they got it done. I think that's a step. Like, it's a step forward. They fight. They stick with it. Even if their one side of the ball is not playing anywhere near to its potential, the other side's at least picking them up. And they're winning games. They're finding ways to win. Look, they're 2-2. Two two. So
2: Kansas City's 2-2. Two two. Uh-huh.
1: So I'll take this. You know, I'll take it.
2: So you mentioned the defense. I guess let's get into it. What were the low moments of that football game? I'm I'm guessing just the defense, right?
1: (laughs) I mean, I just don't don't get it, honestly. I I really don't. Like, I don't know. This isn't an effort problem. Like, these guys are playing hard. Um, I think there's there's a communication issue. I thought it would get fixed against Atlanta because if for no other reason. I just didn't like the way Atlanta was playing offense, but clearly it did not. Um, You know, I don't think it's any one particular position group. Um, But that said, listen, I mean, they got a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do here.
3: And, you know,
1: I don't know if they need to make some changes on the back end of the secondary, if they need to get Cam Curl into his more natural position where he was making plays last year, uh, or if it's just a communication issue between what the line's going to do up front to get more pressure to where the linebackers need to be to fill in the gaps to the secondary of whether they're playing press or off. I mean, there's just something off here. But I feel like, you know, I feel like this is an NBA team. That, like, they're too talented. And at some point, it's mm-hmm. going to click, and they're going to get better than
2: this. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just think that it has to get better. I mean, this is too much talent for this this, this defense to play this way. Um, you know, obviously the news dropped today that John Bostic's going to, probably going to be out for the season, and Torrey uh, McTire is going to be out as well. Do you see... Like the linebacker, like for the linebacker situation, like Jamin Davis getting more burn.
1: Yes. I think Davis going to play a lot. It was trending that way anyway, and that was the goal for him. I think it's been a little slow for him to kind of get incorporated into the defense. They tried to bring him along slowly. He hasn't played probably as much as any of us expected. This is a tough loss of Boston because this is probably the, you know, probably the weakest unit of their defense. So they really couldn't afford to lose a starter, but they did. So I think you're going to see a lot of Davis. I wouldn't be surprised if this week that they find another veteran linebacker if for no other reason for depth purposes. And um, it'll be something to watch throughout the year. But, I, you know, listen, I think Davis has gotten better through the first few weeks. I think he was swimming a little bit through the summer. And he's going to be trial by fire now. So hopefully he'll start to look like the first-round pick.
0: Okay, real quick, Graham. I want to ask, can we view this as a bright spot? And that's it. The first three weeks of the season, each opponent of the Washington football team, they marched down the field easily on their first drive and scored a touchdown. Atlanta actually (laughs) goes down the field as well, but gets a field goal. That's a four-point difference from three to seven, and you win by four
1: points. So can you consider that a win for the defense? (laughs) I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it. Um, This came back to last year. They were down early in every single game they played. Yeah. So, yeah, it's something I want to, I'm going to talk to Ron Rivera in a couple days. days. I really want to ask him about the slow starts because it's, it's every week, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. single week, the offense can't score every single week. The defense gets the ball walked down the field on him. So I don't know what, are they predictable? Are they just not ready at the jump? I don't know. Like something's not right about that.
2: So Brent, one thing hmm. too, obviously, you know, it's, we have, we haven't talked about this as as well, but the kicking situation, man, like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Are we really going to – and Ron, Coach Rivera just came out and stated that, you know, this is his kicker. This is his guy. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just want to get your opinions on it.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think it's unacceptable to make two extra points. Exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, they did sign a kicker today to the practice squad. So, I know. not to the main roster. It is to the practice squad. Let's see how the week plays out. I don't know if it's, if, if we're in a – final straw for Dustin Hopkins, or if they're going to make a move this week, but, you know, I'll wait and see, and this, this can't continue, obviously. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I'm not breaking any news here. They got, <laughs> you can't keep missing extra points. Exactly. I mean, you know, like, at some point, they're going to they're force him into a change, and, you know, the hard part with this is is Hopkins has the big NFL leg. the uh-huh. a weapon on kickoffs. He kicked out of the end zone every single time. He's also someone that is extremely well-liked. Everybody really likes him, so... Nobody wants to cut him. I mean, that that's part of the problem here. Like, the, nobody wants to do it. and But he's putting himself in a position where it's a bottom-line business. They were down 30-28 to 28, thanks to two missed extra points, and mm. they were lucky they got a miracle at the end of the game to win. So, eventually, a choice is going to have to be made. I don't know if it's this week or next week or the week after, but Hopkins better not miss any more of those, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, who says nice guys finish last? Who says that? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think it hurts when you got a great kicker right up the beltway, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: well, wow. That guy's that guy is- right, – That's not fair, right? That's not fair. That's, that's not fair. <laughs> he's, he's, he's spoken for. <laughs> I, I'm just
0: saying, you know, a lot of comparisons are made from the, the team up uh, the beltway. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm not going to say the name right now. But Wole mentions how their defense is run, how the culture is different. You talk about it all the time. You can't help but compare. But it's Look, weird. man, it's okay, man.
2: It's Look, I, don't mention the name like, like I'm going to keep saying it. Don't mention the name like Candyman. We're good, man. You don't, got, you don't have to mention it multiple times. We're good.
1: <laughs> all right, let's take a call
3: for the call. You're listening to the Urban Sports team, part of Empire Media. EmpireMedia.com. We're talking with play-by-play voice of the Washington football team, Bram Weinstein. All right, Bram, on to this Sunday.
1: Washington takes on New Orleans on the New Orleans States. What are the keys for a victory for Washington? I mean, here's another defensive stat that I think is crazy, is that this team with this much talent has caused two turnovers, and uh, Jameis Winston is known for turning the ball over. So right. I would hope that this is the week that that changes and they make a couple big game-changing plays. The defense starts to kind of redefine itself against a quarterback who is apt to make mistakes. I thought this was really telling last week about New Orleans at home against the Giants, Alvin Kamara ran the ball more than Jameis Winston threw it. Uh I can't ever remember a Sean Payton team running the ball as much as they did, especially with the Giants with so many injuries on both sides of the ball that they tried to slow a game down like that. That says to me, and I need to watch it because I don't know, Uh that says to me they're not confident in their quarterback right now, and they'd rather just put the ball in the hands of someone like Kamara who they trust. And if yeah. that's the case, I like our chances this weekend. And I do feel like, you know, we all know what the schedule looks like. It is hard. Uh-huh. It feels like another must win that they've got to get this done so that if they are to lose to Kansas city or Tampa Bay or green Bay, who are three of the opponents of the next five weeks, it's not going to be that big of a deal. I think they need to get this one in the bank badly.
2: So, so Brian, I do have a, a comment or a question. Don't, don't you feel that, that, you know, James is looking at this offense I mean his defense and like, I what? Is looking at this defense and, and saying to himself that I can get right playing this defense. Because I feel like every quarterback, when they see this yes. defense, they're like, we can get right. I can have my Hall of Fame game today.
1: Yes. <laughs> Until this defense proves otherwise, they should look at it that way. Mm-hmm. Like, this was, by last week, it was really interesting. i would seen all three Tampa Bay games this year, now all four, because of the reunion the other night. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the week, last week, like, not only did I – I thought that Washington's defense would perform a lot better based mainly on Atlanta's inability to really move the ball very well, with the one exception against Tampa Bay. And I think one of the most underrated stories in the NFL right now is Tampa Bay's defense is not very good. Uh And it's playing just as porously as Washington's is. And nobody's talking about it yet. We'll see if it continues, but, you know, we'll see. And that's why I thought because Atlanta did nothing against Philadelphia, nothing against New York. And then we're able to walk up and down the field on us. Mm-hmm. That's a problem, right? That's that's more about us than it uh-huh. is about them. I'm with you. If I'm New Orleans, I look at Washington, I'm not scared of them uh-huh. until proven otherwise. Yeah. And I'm just hanging on, winging a prayer here that at some point <laughs> the talent here is going to take over and it's going to get better.
2: Yeah, hopefully. Hey, um, Bram, I- you- go ahead, Ray. Ray. Go ahead, Ray. Sorry.
0: Oh, uh, My bad. One, one last question before we let you get out of here. Do you increase Curtis Samuel's role this week, considering mm. I feel like he made a big difference in that Atlanta good game. Point. Just his presence on the field for um, Terry
1: McLaurin, and of course the running backs as well, McKissick and, and Gibson. Uh, I mean, the, the short answer to that is, I, you know, I don't know how comfortable the coaches are giving him kind of a full load of plays mainly just because I know they were bringing him back slowly and then he tweaked his groin. And the fact that he played, I think was a really good first step. So I need to talk to the coaches to get a better answer mm-hmm. to that. But, you know, the other thing we don't really know about, Jamie Brown got hurt last week. So did Cam Sims. Mm-hmm. They may need him to uh, play a lot more than <laughs> uh-huh. he did. And we'll find out, you know, we'll find out this weekend.
2: Well, Bram, appreciate you for being on, man. Thanks for uh, being on. Even though, you know, your schedule was a little tight, we do appreciate it. you have a anything else you want to add before we let you go?
1: You guys are the best.
2: Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bram. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's the best to last. All right, boys. All right, appreciate you. <laughs> Again, it's Bram Weinstein. Weinstein, make sure you uh, you check him out on Twitter. He's at uh, real Bram W. That's at um, yeah, at real Bram W. All right. Um, anything you all want to you know touch up on uh, that he um spoke about? Right. Uh, a oh, will no, will me, go will. I
3: think uh yeah yeah no um for me it's uh. The um the, the workload for Curtis Samuel uh-huh. right? like Ray, you mm. definitely could tell it make tell a difference when his, when he was on the field just how the defense had to adjust to him had to play him and uh, Terry corner. so it'll be interesting to see you know how you know when Washington utilizes them how do they utilize them do they utilize them out of the backfield out of the slot on some reverses screens. Because he's one of those players that he's very dynamic with the ball in his hands, specifically
0: in the open field. So, Ray, what about you? It's interesting. It's interesting how not only Bram, but the the mass majority of individuals who watch this team, they always say, okay. A quarterback coming into a, a game versus Washington, this is their get-right game. Well, they you uh, basically said it for him. Yeah. It wasn't even a question. Like you said, it was a comment. Like You were saying this is, this is bound to happen. However, if I'm the coaching staff, and somebody mentioned it earlier this week, last, last season about this time is when Coach Ron got real about, okay, we can't, we can't win with the win. We got to make a change. Yeah. And I see an opportunity here. So it's time to get real now. I think this is the week where it's time to get real and make some adjustments. You made slight adjustments against Atlanta, which made they happy in the second quarter, but it wasn't necessarily enough because Atlanta still had their best offensive game of the year. Yeah. So this is the game because we already know Jameis. Jameis is not the most mentally tough guy. And if you are the Washington football team, if you're Jack Del Rio, you want to get in his head early. So one thing is don't defer. Take the
2: ball on offense first. Thank you, bro. I, I'm saying. For
0: change. Yeah.
2: And then get
0: in Jameis's head, apply pressure, mix it up, bring your linebackers up, uh, safety blitzes, corner blitzes, whatever you need to do in order to make him uncomfortable. Because he is going to come into this game confident. He wants to rebound because he knows he's filling in for a legend. He's yeah. taking the place of Drew Brees. Fast. And his big shoes are filled. He's not 100% confident because he's not that guy. We saw all throughout his career at Florida State and – in tampa when he was going through legal issues it messed with his his play on the field i would get in his head early and i would start by by not def, by de, i'm sorry by not yeah by not deferring mm-hmm. from taking the ball and then getting ahead making him have to be the guy to lead his team in a comeback versus allowing them to establish the run i mean
2: i'm a i mean you, you go, go well one thing i i think that
3: bram picked up on um, that we didn't talk about with regards to this matchup is Washington football team's linebacker core.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, the Saints have a dynamic player in Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Kamara mm-hmm. is a matchup problem for most linebackers and most stages, but especially when you have a team whose weakest unit has had some injuries and mm-hmm. hasn't had this strong play, mm-hmm. this could be a week where Alvin Kamara terrorizes this
2: defense. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. So, I th-
3: the, if they don't put the emphasis on stopping him, yeah. that and that would be and that would mean possibly double teaming him out of the backfield.
2: Yeah, I think they should double make, team him,
3: putting him in a situation or putting him in a situation where he has to chip mm-hmm. um, Montez Sweat and and also um, Chase Young when he releases out of the backfield for his to run his route.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree, Will. Um, I I don't think I think kamar's like I think Kamara's the problem. He's a serious problem uh, for this linebacker unit. Like it's not the strong, it's the weakest unit on the defense and this defense has already been trash. So it's the weakest unit on the defense. And you're looking at a guy who can cast the ball out the backfield, who can <laughs> run between the tackles, which is explosive. So you got it to me. This is the, this is the matchup that should scare, should be, should, should be keeping Jack Del Rio up all night. Like this is the matchup. Like, and if I'm and like the, like will said, if I'm the, if I'm the coach's staff, I'm not letting that dude beat me. Like, I'm not letting him beat me. Everybody else, okay, whatever. But I'm not letting him beat me because that is the that is the number one gun. There's a reason why I know Bram mentioned that, you know, Kamara gets a bunch of touches or a bunch of runs, but he should because he's the best player on the freaking field, right? He's the best player. Like, the best player should touch the football. So he should touch the football. So if I'm Washington, I'm trying to take a, take him away. You know, because you don't have I Malcolm. Mean, I don't know if Malcolm Thomas is going to play or not, but for the, over the last semi weeks, you didn't. You didn't. You, I mean, you don't. You don't have Michael Thomas. So you have all you have is Kamar for real as a as a true offensive weapon, a, a proven offensive weapon. So if I'm Washington, I'm taking that away. And also, you know, you go the New England. I mean, New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. Their um, their run defense has been pretty good this whole season. So. um they're gonna to have to try. The Saints' defense is solid, so if the, the offense, the Washington f- uh, football team's offense, they're gonna to have to really, they're gonna to have to come up with a good game plan to put up points against the Saints because the Saints' defense defense isn't a joker either, as well.
3: It it isn't, and one thing that we we have to pay attention to is with Brandon Sheriff that injury. Yeah, the two. Yeah, he's out two we three. All, three feet. Yeah, we all know that the, Saints, the Saints, yeah, the Saints' defense likes to be very aggressive with uh-huh. their blitz. So mm-hmm. when they when they do blitz, how are they going to, you know, how is the offensive line, you know, because of the injuries, how will they pick up those blitzes, yeah. those late blitzes, those late blitzes, the late blitzes and those
0: stunts?
2: Mm-hmm. Nah, all, all good points, man. Mm-hmm. All good points. So give me your prediction, man. If, there,
0: if there's been any bright spot, that has been offensive line. Go ahead, bro.
2: Yeah. Uh, give me your prediction. Give me a prediction. Start with uh, you, right, Go ahead. since you was already talking.
0: Oh, man. This is a tough one for me. Um, Unfortunately, I'm going to go with the Saints on this one just Mm -hmm. because I believe they'll mix it up. Taysom Hill will get plenty of snaps, which will be a problem for the Washington football team. So I'm going to take the Saints, and I'm going to say it's going to be uh, about a 10-point margin. So I'll go Saints 24, Washington football team 14. Will T. Uh I'm going to have to agree
3: with Ray. I think the Saints, you know, um, we mentioned you have to take away Alvin Kamara. Mm -hmm. But when they do bring in Taysom Hill for those packages that he put, for some of the packages that he's, um, that they have scripted out for him, how will Washington adjust? Now, we know that 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 front four, has some speed uh, specifically around on the edges with Sweat and Young.
2: Mm hmm
3: But – if he's able to get, if he's able to get past that first level and get into the, sec, you know, get into the linebackers in the secondary, you know, how will, um, how will the defense handle corralling him and bringing him down? Uh-huh. So just his presence on the field is a wild card to me that I don't think Washington be, will be able to, um, be able to stop. So I'm going with the Saints, um, 24 to
0: 10.
2: Okay. I'm going to go with off just the, the, the regular fandom thing, uh, because th- it's not like this team is Buffalo. So I'm going to go with Washington, just off the mm-hmm. fandom thing. Um, but it would probably, it would be, I think I, I like 24. I like, I, I, I like it in the 20s. I don't think, I don't think anybody's going 30. I don't think they are, but if someone's going 30, it's going to be the Saints. Um, <laughs> I would say 24, Washington, Saints 20. All right, so, mm. so, yeah. I mean, is that, is that is that fair? That's fair, right? That's not bad. Yeah, I think that's fair. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I mean,
0: you said it. You said it. We said it all week. The Washington football team has enough talent to compete with anyone. Yeah. A matter of as as Brad just indicated, just bringing it all together, so they can beat anybody. So I wouldn't be shocked if Washington wins. I just not. I'm just not picking them this
2: week. <laughs> Oh, man. So, all right, the Washington Wizards are playing the Houston Rockets in their first preseason game. We'll talk about what we want to see from the Wizards in the preseason after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene.
3: For ages.
2: Yeah, dig. Deuces
3: on Empire Media. That's empiremedia.com.
2: <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. are listening to the urban sports scene with Will T., Ray Jeezy, and myself, Olay. All right, right now, the Washington Wizards are, t- are playing the Houston Rockets in their first preseason game. Ray Jeezy, what do you want to see from the Wizards tonight?
0: Yeah, shout out to all those who commented on Twitter in reference to this question as well. Um, and a lot of people pointed out the obvious. And that's we want to see all these new pieces that the Wizards brought. Uh-huh. However, for me, I simply want to see how the Wizards play defense tonight. You now have a defensive-minded coach. And what a, what, what, what's a better team to start out against other than the Houston Rockets? And the reason why I say that is because their young players, their young core players, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., of, of course, Jalen Green, the second overall pick, Josh Christopher, who they got in the draft. The Houston Rockets, they have young, hungry players who are out here wanting to prove something. You got Christian Wood, uh, who Will put the whole country on to uh, a couple years back. Sure did. He highlighted how big of an uh, acquisition that was. Will T. Will T. was the first person I ever heard say, man, Christian Wood can hoop, man. Facts. I think he's going to be a baller for guys. Anyway, I'm show, show my man some love. But what I'm saying is Houston's going to bring it in, in his first preseason game. So now you made the changes. No more Scott Brooks. There's been jokes about that on socials all day. Let's see what you do tonight. And what's crazy is, also, this is a team where you made a big trade with last year, and many in the media are saying that the Wizards won that trade. I think Houston has something to prove tonight, and the Wizards need to lock down because now I don't want to hear the, the Brooks' excuses. He's gone.
2: Will, we trying to see from this team. Free John Wall. Free John Wall. We said free John Wall. Free John Wall. Free
0: John
3: Wall. <laughs> that's,
2: that's all you going to say? <laughs> What I am want to the uh, like, well, it's well go, on, Will. Not too early for basketball, for real. <laughs> no, hey, I mean, it's go not, ahead. It's not too early. I mean, you know, it's never
0: too early for basketball for I
2: me. Mean, I'm not. I'm choosing not to watch it
3: tonight because there's a uh, uh, elimination playoff
2: game. This oh, the uh, so baseball. baseball. So
3: that's what I'm choosing to watch. Okay, yeah, what's yeah, up, man? But, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm. I'm, def- I'm I'm interested to see with regards to West. and I don't know if he he would necessarily show this in the preseason How is he going to align his defensive scheme to use the strength of Daniel Gafford and Thomas Bryant Um, those are two guys who bring a skill set that Washington hasn't had consistently for a long time and that skill set being shot blockers Uh right? Um, Teams who usually have shot blockers uh, from a defensive perspective they try to funnel things um, to base you know, funnel things, baseline sometimes. And funnel. It. So if you do get, so if you do beat your defender and you go to the basket, the shot block is right there to contest the basket. So I'm very interested to see, uh, West National Junior's defensive scheme and also see the players see how they work from a defensive standpoint, how they work with, with regards to rotation against ball movement.
2: Yeah. I I, I want to see, um, the, the rookie from Gonzaga, um, see him unless he'd be Um, He's a kid that I like. I know a lot of Washington, Washington Wizards fans don't really aren't really weren't really enamored with the pick. Um, I like the pick because um, I, I watched him. Exactly, and, and, and I thought he was a smart basketball player. He's a fit for this team. I mean, you're not looking for another guy to take shots away from Bradley Bill in terms of you know doing iso plays. I mean, the ball can only go, but to so many people if you're running that type of yeah. offense. So I mean, he can get open, and he's athletic enough. I like a lot of people like clown his athleticism. Dude is very athletic. to Be honest with you. Um, so I just want to see what he can do. I just want to see him get comfortable. You know, in, in, in summer league, you can tell like initially, you know, you're, you're always trying to prove yourself and he was trying to prove himself and he was kind of forcing shots. And also he was working on things because in summer league you're allowed to work on things. So they want you to be the guy. So you're trying to like force shots, but now you are playing the confines of an actual basketball game and just play your role. And I think his role for this team in terms of basketball IQ, uh, his jumper, his athleticism, um, And, you know, having other dudes on the team, not just Bradley Bill, but you're having a Kyle Kuzma who can take the pressure off of you. I'm interested to see how he kind of looks with the whole unit. And um, I want to know, is he going to – he's not going to start, right? He's going to come off the bench, I'm guessing, right, Ray? Christopher's coming off the bench, right? Uh,
0: Christopher is definitely coming off the bench, my brother. You know who's starting. KCP starting once the regular season comes around. But KCP's
2: out tonight. Okay. So, and
0: we don't know. We don't know when Rui's coming back. Like Rui must be going through it because he stopped following yeah. people on IG. Mm-hmm. Like, he he he's trying to get right, which I totally respect. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm a Rui fan. You guys know that. But anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think Kisper will be starting simply because KCP is an awesome defender. Yeah, and he deserves, and he can make open shots. He deserves to be in the
2: starting line at the three. At the three. I mean, I mean well, yeah. Well, he's He He's the starting three. Oh, if it's Bill. So what? So what's next? So Kuz is playing the four. Or who's come off the bench? Well, we don't
0: know yet. It depends on what happens. It depends on what happens with, with Rui. See, that's the thing.
2: Wow. Unless
0: unless Rui comes back, then the starting lineup is not going to be clear. Mm. But of course, you know it's Denwitty and Bill in the, in the backcourt. Mm-hmm. And, and the assumption is that KCP will be starting at the three, based on what Coach said. And that the Kisper is starting in his place tonight.
2: Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Well, the, I mean, would you say the witches are deeper than they've been in in a while?
3: I think, yeah, because, I, yeah, I think that's go ahead, go ahead, Will. I think that I think that's a fair statement when you think of the pieces that they obtained during, you know, with the trade for Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Montez Harrell, K C P um Kyle Kuzner. You know, those are those those are three guys that, you know, they, they aren't gonna you know, no one's saying that those are guys that are gonna um change the fortune of this franchise automatically but they are guys that provide depth um within this lineup specifically um comparing the lineup this year, with those three guys this year versus last
0: year's lineup
2: yeah the only reason I asked that yeah, they can they getting
0: beat by 10 right now
2: yeah unless preseason they just got smashed against Brooklyn. um the only reason why I asked that question is because like when you're looking at their lineup now it's like okay because you, you you make a – I mean right it's a valid it's a it's a great point that you know Casey uh Casey three kc uh, KCP, excuse me. KCP is starting because now it's like you got Coos, the guy that you know he thought he was gonna get the opportunity to be like a starter, and he could still start. I don't know; I mean, it could happen. Who knows? Um, but he may come off the bench because of Rui. Like you have Rui, so you, you are deeper, like in a way. And you got you got your draft pick that you drafted in a, as a lottery pick. It, it's probably gonna come off the bench. So to me, it's like that's that's a good problem to have. Even Davis Bertans is on your team. You still have him on your roster, so it's a good problem to have.
3: And we forget. And with
2: again, the they still have Denny. Yeah, Denny. See, yeah, thank you, right? Denny. Yeah, Denny. And then also, you're gonna have Thomas Bryant come back eventually. So you have Gafford as your starter, and you're gonna have Thomas Bryant eventually down down the road. As a, well, at the moment, as your backup center. So this may be a deeper team that we've seen the Wizards have in a long time. It may not be like you only may have you may only have like one true superstar or quasi superstar in Bradley Beal, but still that's a deep team like that team if coached well we I think we all would say that like that's a talented roster right not to say that's the most talent, it's not the talent the most talented roster, but it's a talented roster
3: yeah I think I think it's fair to say that based on this team probably the last three to four years that the total makeup of their roster from one through twelve this is probably the deepest Wizards team we've seen in a while. Uh, yeah, gonna it's going to be that. interesting. I'm not going to say Go that's ahead. necessarily going to translate to this team winning 42 games, being above 500, but I, I do think, like, from a talent perspective, individual talent, this is probably one of the deep, the deeper teams we've seen in a while, from 1 through 12.
2: And that's real talk.
3: All right, Ray. <laughs> Yeah, Ray. What's the What's the main storyline for the for the entire preseason for the Wizards? Well,
0: what was interesting is the the easy answer for many is going to be Bradley Bill. Is he going to resign? Does he want to stay here? I think it's obvious that he wants to stay based on the fact that he turned down Russell Westbrook's <laughs> urges to seek a trade, and secondly, he made comments. I want to say yesterday where he mentioned. I want to lead this team to playoff wins. Like, he wants to be the main guy, and he won't be the main guy anywhere else but here in Washington. So the secondary story, and this is just me, the secondary storyline for me is how do you validate these past two draft picks in Denny as well as in Kispert, your first-round draft picks. Denny, you drafted him who seems like he has a ton of upside, but you passed on guys like Tyrese Halliburton who, I mean, play like, an absolute beast out there in Sacramento. And now Jalen Johnson, have y'all seen him out in Atlanta? He's looking really yep. good, uh-huh. athletic, and run the floor. He was right there for the Wiz to take, but they go with somebody who they felt can bring shooting because the Wiz felt like they lacked a perimeter shooting because Bertans was horrible last season. So they wanted to bring in reinforcement. But did they make a mistake? That's going to be the storyline this entire preseason because Kispert has looked ultimate awesome training camp by all indications. And now we got to see it against actual competition. And thus far, it's too early to judge because, like you said, all these new pieces. But still, uh-huh. um, he looks average right now in comparison to you know the guys he's playing against. Wonderful is a uh, top two pick. True,
2: true. So on, on Twitter, um, my man just blaze from the above the rim of. Podcast said, uh, Will Bradley Bill, in terms of the, the main storyline, will Bradley Bill become the all around player and vocal leader he needs to be for the Wizards to take the next step?
0: Um, yeah. I think
3: a, a, a better question is how many games will Bradley Bill play this year? Ooh. Right? You can't play in New York. can't play in. Um, you only have one game in uh, San Francisco. You know, how many games will he play if he. You know, barring
2: oh, hit, gotcha,
0: right?
3: because there there is the there is the COVID contact protocol. Mm. So how many games will Bradley Bill be able to suit up for this year? That's that's an interesting question that I think um no one's really touched on.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is supposed In to the be games he misses. Yeah, no, but will In
3: the games he misses if this team doesn't make the playoffs? You know, when we look back on the season, let's say, knock on wood, I hope this ever happened. Let's say Bradley Bill Missing seven games just due to uh, contact tracing of or COVID nineteen protocol, um, seven games and this team ends up not making it within the top ten to qualify for you know the in play-in, uh-huh. the playing for the playoffs. How will we you know how will the fans and how will ownership look about this? Uh-huh. Think about this.
2: That's a tough one, man. Like you're I mean, listening to the Urban Sports Team,
0: part of Vampire Media, EmpireMedia.com. My bad, Wale. Just by the way, uh, Kyle Cruz was get to start at the four tonight. Okay. But, Again, that's because Louis is not playing.
2: No, you're, no, you're fine, right? Uh, I wanted to read uh, my, the homie Cameron's um, tweet. Cameron uh, tweeted us that the in terms oh, of storyline for the preseason, it's the new additions to the to the team. Um, but yeah. Uh I'm Will, that's those are all good points. I mean I guess it's it's hard, right? That's a hard role just because of what he believes in and whatnot. So I'm not one to. I'm not gonna talk about the politics in terms of vaccinated or not, whatever. But I will say that, you know, it's his team and he's the leader of the team, right? And he misses games, it's tough because it's your beliefs and then also it's your responsibility to your teammates, right? So it's it's a tough situation to be in if you're Bradley Bill. But I think you do you have a valid point though will, when you're talking about um his availability. It's a valid point.
0: A peep to this. And I know, I know we, we cover the wizards. We're in the DMV, right?
2: Mm-hmm. But y'all
0: know the bigger story from, from a uh, overall NBA standpoint is Kyrie Irving. Facts. Who, yeah. He plays basketball in the state of New York, right? Yeah, yeah. And what what's crazy is it's looking like he may not just miss games there at home. Then he, when he travels to California, he mm-hmm. can't play there either. Yeah. So, I think Bradley Bill is flying on the radar simply because Kyrie Irvin is a bigger name. The the Brooklyn Nets are obviously the more polarizing team. And this is a team you had success against last season. So hopefully the Wizards can creep up on some folks this, this year with all the um, acquisitions. But, yeah, one storyline I think will kind of hit it on the head because that wasn't even part of my thought process either, as, as that question was asked. So I think
2: that's dope. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree, man. I, I didn't even think about that. I think it's a very good question um, because you're supposed to, this is supposed to be rally bills. T- like when Ray started, like Bill wants to bring a championship to this team. He wants to do all of these things, but just, just because of the current climate, it's going to be kind of difficult. If you're not going to be available, you know, be available because the most important thing in, you know, in any sport is the, is the availability of, of a player, especially a star player. So, it's tough man, it's tough. And then also, you know, say and it's always it can always have a negative look, right? So say he misses games and this and this team is winning all the games or winning most of the games he's out. And when he's on the floor, say he they're not playing mm-hmm. as well. Then you can have that type of narrative. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot to be had with just because of yeah, the current the the current um our current environment of what goes on with COVID. So it's it's different. It's it's gonna to be tough for Bradley Bill, man. It really is. This this is this is a tough one to kinda of navigate through.
0: I have one more mm-hmm. thought to add or question for you guys real quick. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm seeing something interesting. Remember last season we always scratch our head at Scott Brooks rotation? Yeah. <laughs> well this this season this season, well maybe y'all didn't. I did. Role ain't got no hair to scratch, so I get it. Why, why Fat. I
2: it. wow. So face, That's what we're doing. Wow.
0: Here's the thing. <laughs> Aaron Holiday comes in pretty early tonight with Spencer Dinwiddie, right?
2: Yeah.
0: I want to say he played three minutes
3: mm-hmm.
2: or
0: less, and then Neto comes in at point guard. What <laughs> the heck is the rotation going to look like with all these guys that we're, that we're talking about? Somebody's going to have to get traded.
2: You know you like Neto, man. That's that's your guy.
3: That's an interesting observation, Ray. Yeah. Um, you know, typically, because we know for a fact, and I don't know what Wes Unseld Jr.'s belief is on uh, with regards to rotation and how many guys he wants to play. You know, we know we see some some coaches like Steve Kerr doesn't mind going deeper to his bench, playing ten um, playing ten players. Um, you know, Will West, uh, with, with the you know we alluded to, or we stated earlier that this may be one of the deeper Wizards teams. How many guys are going to be in a rotation? Will he go with an eight-man rotation? Will he go with mm. a nine-man
1: rotation? Uh-huh.
3: You know, with guys getting uh, upwards to twenty minutes a game. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, that's one. That's one more thing. That's one. Um, one more thing for us to keep be on the lookout for. But um, you did mention something interesting, Ray, outside of along with your point, and that is a possible trade for this for this organization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with the you know, you have three guys who were on a championship squad um, in Kuzma, KCP, and Montrezl As we get later into the season and the teams start to make that push for the playoffs, and if the Wizards aren't in the playoff run, do they start to offload some of those contracts to, put to teams that are in the playoff run and looking for some veterans who have championship experience? Yeah.
2: Well, I, I do have a question. So do, do you think this team is? I'm um, just want your overall opinions. Is this team a Is this team a playoff team? And if so, what's the What's the What's the cap? Are they a four, five, six, seven, uh, A seed, or what, what are they? Ray, you want to take it first,
3: or you want me to go? Go ahead, brother. You got it. Um, well, there are ten. I mean, ten teams that qualify. uh uh-huh. Um, right for you know for. Um, with the last uh, four teams play- qualified for the play-in, I think the Wizards are I'm just going to be honest one of those teams that qualify for the play-in.
2: Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm,
3: no, I, I'm okay. And let's go, let's go through it. You got <laughs> Brooklyn. You got Milwaukee.
2: It's tough.
3: You have Miami. Yeah.
2: You
3: have Chicago. They look better.
2: They do look better. You mm-hmm. have Charlotte. Yeah, you don't like Charlotte. You don't like Chicago's yeah, mom? Chicago. Like they just got, they got Levine, uh, uh, DeRozan, yeah, and Ball. yeah, on paper, I mean, yeah, on paper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I think the Wizards could be high. I don't. I guess for us right now to just be real, the unknown is the head coach for the Wizards. That's just keep the buck. The unknown is West um, Unseld Jr. But we're telling me that you have a three, a talented. You got two scores in wing and a point guard that can give him the ball. Yeah, on, I mean, on paper, that's all we can go off of right now. Like, yeah, we can. I can say that. Off and that alone,
3: have, and you have a a big
2: yeah. You know what's name from from the Magic? Yeah, check. That's a tough squad, bro. That's a real tough. That's a squad that should real real talk should be a four five a four for real. They're better in Boston, and I like Boston. They better in Boston off talent. Hmm. And I, even, I haven't even mentioned Boston. I haven't
3: mm-hmm. even mentioned Charlotte and Indiana. Yeah, Charlotte's like other than me, but yeah. yeah man,
0: I, did
2: you, did you uh, mention Atlanta? Yeah, you better mention Atlanta. Atlanta, real,
0: bro.
2: <laughs> I think New York gonna fall a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. I think New York gonna fall a little bit, but that's just me. I think they gonna fall. Yeah, a little I, I
3: think, I think New York, I think, I think New York falls back to the pack a little bit. Yeah, I wasn't that overly impressed with their off season.
2: Yeah, I think, I, mean, the, I think the the I, Wizards I can compete when compete with in New York. How huh, you say, right? I
0: wanna, I wanna see how Brooklyn turns out. I like their team, but. Last year, the, the main guys were not able to play together. Kyrie, who I just mentioned him, yeah, what's going to happen is. with him? Is he going to be on the floor? You know, th- there's always injuries, but then COVID just adds a whole nother element. Um, I like the the changes, like you guys mentioned with Chicago. I just want to see it first. Mm-hmm. And th- the same to be said for the Wizards, so yeah. I got to respect where you guys are coming from. Um, same thing with Miami. Miami did look good in the first They do. Too. Game, yeah, they look good. Which, the, the, does that does that count? Because we're saying the Wizards. Oh, it don't matter. It don't. No, no, it don't matter. No, no, I don't. No, 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 I don't so think it matters. No, 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 bro,
2: I don't think it matters. though. Don't get it twisted. I, I like, I like Miami's. I like, I like Miami signings. I think it's a good fit. Like their signings fit their culture. That's why I like. Them. It's just you know I don't get like. I think certain players get too much credit in Miami, but I'm not going here or there. But I, but I do agree that they have a fit. Like they they sign players or bring in players. Who are high quality players in terms of talent, and they fit the culture. So I'm cool with. My, that's why I think Miami's gonna be all right. No, no, no. I'm just saying they look good
0: in their first preseason. Oh, I ain't watched I that their first saying. preseason
2: game. I don't I know what saying. they did in their look first like preseason he game. <laughs> he looked like he fit in well. I mean, he
0: he hit some open shots. He had command of the offense. DJ Tucker on defense, yeah. and he hit that that vintage corner three <sighs> and I hate assist that three. Larry in the first quarter when they when they got the burn. So yeah, I, I'm I'm feeling what they look like in this first game. I'm just saying that you mentioned earlier it was preseason don't matter so I don't know if I want to put too much, it, it, too much stock into it but it's okay with saying somebody look good but if somebody looks bad in preseason we kind of dismiss it so Facts. you know it, I guess I guess it doesn't matter but anywho um, you guys are right in terms of we need to see what these changes will look like and it's going to take a while to build cohesion so yeah. the Wigs may get off to a slow start play in is definitely reasonable um, and maybe I'm a homer like Willie is in his football team yeah
2: I mean it's okay to be homers bro I, I do see the talent though and if West Unsell Jr. is like um, what's yeah. dude's name in Denver, Malone, I think it's Malone in Denver. That's his name. Um, if he's like him, Mike Malone. Oh yeah, then they they. If he's similar to him, oh the Wizards will be fine. Like they will be a playoff team. I can easily say that. But if he's not, if he's a little bit, if he's not like him and he's going to find his his struggles, then you know that that's what it is. What it is. But if he's similar to Malone in terms of how he can inspire his, his players and, you know, get them prepared. Oh, yeah, the Wizards got to fine, and they can definitely do damage in the East. Cool. All right, man. So, hey, Fury Wilder 3 goes down this Saturday. We'll discuss this <laughs> after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene. The Yeah, dig.
3: Right. On Empire Media. That's empiremedia.com.
1: You
2: are listening to the urban sports scene with Will T, Ray Jeezy, and myself, Wole. Part of Ampire Media, and you can find us at Ampire Media by going to www.ampiremedia.com. <laughs> he gave
0: us the good old
2: fashioned www. Yeah, the www. W- I, w- w-
0: about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I just all time, bro. All the job, fellas.
0: We will just. <laughs> Just as Roley alluded to prior to the break, Tyson Fury will defend his WBC heavyweight championship against the Wilder at the T Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Fellas, what do you expect to happen in this fight? We'll see. Uh,
3: I don't have any expectation to be honest with you. Ooh. Um here's why. Um the biggest the biggest wild card in this has been and always will be um Tyson Pierce. Right. Um, We know that Tyson Fury in the past has struggled with some mental, you know, mental issues. Um, Not that, you know, his mental illness is something that, you know, there should be a knock against him. But what Tyson Fury will we get coming into the ring? Will this be the Tyson Fury that's going for the knockout like he did in the second in the second fight? Will this be the Tyson Fury who um, chooses to try to outbox uh, Deontay Wilder? And the biggest, and and also uh, another caveat to this is Tyson Ferry had COVID-19. How will that affect his conditioning? How will that affect his ability to move around the ring and box against Deontay Wilder? Because to me, just based off everything we know about this, uh, about um, COVID-19, it affects, it, it tends to affect your lungs. Now, as the fight goes on longer and longer and longer, and if Tyson Fury fights his typical style, which is fighting at an angle, bending at the waist, rolling his shoulders, moving around the ring, how will that will the fatigue start to set in earlier for him, and will that create opportunities for Deontay Wilder to land that big right hand and possibly get Tyson Fury out of there? So that's why I said there's... You know, I don't have any expectations because I really don't know what to expect. And then also, not only that, you look at Deontay Wilder's side. He has a new trainer, has a new motivation. He has um, things that he, you know, just from watching some of the clips that he's posted on the Internet, some things from a technical standpoint that he's worked on that it doesn't look like he worked on previously when he was in the ring. Specifically, when, you know, landing those punches and then, rotating out of the way so he's not standing in front of his opponent after he lands a big shot will he be able to utilize those things in the ring on saturday in las vegas i don't know so that's why i'm saying i don't have any expectation i don't know what to expect out of these two gentlemen um this saturday in vegas for the world championship heavyweight championship
2: Yeah, well, I was gonna actually you, like you, what you just mentioned about you know what you you know all the clips that has come out of Deontay Wilder's camp about you know his new training regimen and whatnot. Um, but I think we talked about this before um, on another show. But when he gets into the ring, he gets hit. Do you think he he all that gets erased? Like what he worked on? Because you know we're we all creatures oh. of habit. Like it's cool when it's we'll yeah, go about starting it. Be. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, Mike, Mike Tyson has the famous line, every man has a plan until he gets hit. Yeah. Right? So will Deontay Wilder revert back to what he, know, what he knows, exactly. which is standing toe-to-toe on the inside with you, trying to land bombs, um, throwing some wider punches, um, particularly while, um, wide right hand, overhand right hand uh-huh. against Tyson Fury? Or will he fight a more disciplined fight right behind his jabs, Work his way in and pick his shot when he's pick his chance, pick his opportunities when he's on the inside to go to, um, to go to Tyson Fury's body, right? If you know, if Tyson Fury had COVID, well, he he did have COVID. I'm not gonna say if he had COVID. Uh-huh. Tyson Fury said, had have had COVID. How will those body shots affect him? Um, uh, From Deontay Wilder, Deon, we all know Deontay Wilder has that one. Quit a quitter power uh-huh. how will those body shots affect him um you know on the inside when deontay wilder is able to land will tyson theory be able to recuperate that you know recuperate fast um like he did in um fight in the, in the first fight in the second fight when deontay wilder lot la- la- um, lands a big shot to the body these are all unknowns these are things we don't know that's why i'm saying that's what makes this third fight so interesting they're far more unknown. The you know the easy thing for anyone to say is
0: uh-huh.
3: um, Tyson Fury totally outclassed Deontay Wilder in the second fight, and he's going to do the second thing. And he's going to do the exact same thing in the third fight. We don't know that just because based off of Tyson Fury's health and also Deontay Wilder him changing up everything coming into this third fight. And we know that most of the time when fighters typically when fighters change up everything heading into a big fight there's just a, a sense of there's an added um, level of adrenaline and that help that often helps them break out of that, that, that stick, that dogma
2: uh-huh. or, or break
3: out of that routine um, and, and it could potentially take them over the top. So I, I'm just interested um, in seeing this fight because, you know, I don't know what to expect.
2: You're listening to the urban sports scene, part of Empire Media at, that's Ampiramedia dot All right, so if Fury wins, what's next for him, Will T? Uh what's next for him? If he wins, I mean,
3: yes. If he if wins. He would hope, yeah, if he if he wins. Um what you try to do is you try to, you know, sit on the sideline and see when um you know, who's the winner of the um Anthony Joshua and um, you sh- and Alexander, you should fight rematch, right? And then uh-huh. you try to unite all three tactics. Um I don't know if their fight, you know, if their rematch, if there's a is a clause for another rematch. I think there is. Fight,
2: you know, I think there a is a clause. There's like a two fight. Cl- yeah. I think so.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. So then, if you're if you're Tyson Fury, you have to ask yourself, okay, who's the next best? fighter out there for me to fight in the heavyweight uh-huh. that would bring, you know, that would elicit, uh, a big purse or uh-huh. that would keep him rightfully motivated for, you know, that fight against, um, the winner of music and, um, and Anthony Joshua. So, you know, um, it, it, we could, we, we could realistically see, um, Tyson Fury on the you know, on the shelf for another six you know, another another six another six or seven months, you know. Will he go after Dylan White? Um, will he decide to fight a guy like Andy Ruiz Jr.? You know, those are two guys that could potentially keep him uh that can give him some comp- give him some go and give and give him the opportunity to stay sharp.
0: Hmm, very interesting, because if I'm Tyson Fury, I'm definitely waiting to see what happens with that, uh, that Usyk fight, uh-huh. that next Usyk fight against Joshua, because he saw AJ in, in that reception he got in the UK. He, he <laughs> saw that spectacle, <laughs> like we all did, AJ and fire. Tyson, Tyson Fury is a showman. I know that Tyson Fury wants that, and, and he wants to be at home. Uh-huh. his next fight. So I, I'm sure that's what he's eyeing. He's going to fight in the U.K., and he wants the winner of that next bout between those guys. So, for me, that, that's the only fight that makes sense um, in Tyson Fury defeat Deontay Wilder on Saturday.
2: No, I'm with
0: you. Uh, with you. That's on it. the flip side, uh, what would a Wilder win do for his career? Because you know if he wins, it's going to be by knockout. So he's considered <laughs> the greatest <laughs> knockout puncher of all time. I mean, he, what forty one, forty one knockout wins at this point. So, what does a win for Deont- Deontay Wilder mean for his career? Like, How do he does he
2: fight Fury again if uh, he wins? I, that's I guess that's my thing. What he does, does, does do they do four?
0: No, I, I. The only
3: way I think they do four is if Wilder wins a heavily disputed. Uh, decision, Okay. then it would, then it could possibly make sense for you, uh-huh. right? It it, it will make sense from a financial standpoint, but <clears throat> if Wilder, you know, if Wilder goes in there and, you know, he wins by knockout or he wins by uh, a lopsided decision, it doesn't make sense for you to fight, to do, to fight a fourth time. Uh-huh. Right? It just doesn't. It, you know, you, what you do is you sit on the sidelines and you wait, and you get, and you, um, you know, you let Alexander Yusik and Anthony Joshua figure their thing out, okay. and you stay busy. You, you take a couple of, um, you know, stay busy fights. Uh-huh. But I think what it does for his career, it. Um, it takes some of the stink off of that that sec, that that knockout in the second that's fight, what I'm saying. In the second
2: fight. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, is, is that it forgotten? That,
3: you know, it shows. Yeah, and yeah. it also shows that Deontay Wilder is a guy who's adaptable, uh-huh. right to to different to a different uh-huh. styles. Because yeah. you know, Tyson Fury is probably not probably he, he well outside of Usyk, he's probably the most technically astute uh, heavyweight boxer. In, in the division right now.
2: Agreed. Elaborate. So if you go
3: in and you get a win against Tyson Fury, um, and, and especially if you look impressive, it, it takes the stink off of that, that first loss um,
2: to Tyson Fury. Sorry. Let's, let's, hey, just, let's That's jump tell
0: you, from, a, from a gambling standpoint. Yeah. <laughs> That's the man. Deontay, you pick Deontay Wilder, you put a nice amount of money down, you going to
2: win some money. Here's some bread, some Nobody cash. Some money. cash, bro. Hey, let's go right to our picks. You know I mean? We're going to skip the break. Um, After week four, um, here are our records in the Football Garbage Time Urban, urban Sports Scene Pick'em Challenge. Ray is 43-21. and 21. Will and I are 40-24. and 24. And here are our standings in the challenge. Ray is in first place. Will, Hakun Wong, um, from the Football Garbage Time podcast, or so and I are, and I are tied for second place. Uh, you can also check out our standings uh, and picks on the Football Garbage Time website www.footballgarbagetime.com. You can check you can check out the Football Garbage Time podcast and all things NFL football there. All right, here's the, here are our picks. Let's go with the first game: Rams Seahawks. Uh, we're gonna start with first place, Ray. Uh, I'll
0: take the Rams.
2: All right, Will T.
3: Disclaimer, these may or may not be <laughs> This dude is so, else, bro. Having said, that, having said that, I am going to
2: go with the Rams. Yeah, all three going with the Rams, Jets, Falcons. Uh, I'm going with the Falcons. Uh, Will T, what's your disclaimer? I'm
0: going with
2: the Jets. All right, Ray Jeezy.
0: Yeah, I think I'm gonna take the Jets. The Falcons <laughs> never do good when I pick them, plus in, in London, Fury can't even fight in yeah. London. But the Falcons are. The hey, our
2: Packers, uh, Bengals, uh, Ray. Uh, I will take. I'm gonna take Green Bay. All right, will T. I actually think this is gonna be a competitive game. Me too. It
0: is. Green Bay. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Um, Lions versus the Vikings. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Are all of us going with the Vikings? Because it, it, these are the Lions. Or yeah I, picked, yeah, I picked the
3: Lions last week. I'm going with the Vikings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, Broncos Steelers. Uh, I'm going with the Steelers. Uh, Will T. The
3: Steelers look done with Big Ben under center. I'm going with the Broncos.
2: Right.
0: Oh heck no! I am taking Pittsburgh
2: at home, man. <laughs> the Drew Lock, oh, <laughs> Dolphins Buccaneers, uh, Ray Will T ain't gonna keep that pick. I know he ain't. I don't, I don't, believe, I don't it. believe it. Hey, Buccaneers. Bro. <laughs> we
0: got, we got, we got Tampa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we all got Tampa, right? I am We all got Tampa.
3: Yep.
2: All right, cool. All right, Saints Washington. where I did that. Eagles Panthers. Uh, I am going to go with the oh, yeah, the Panthers. I am going with the Panthers. Uh, Ray, I'm sorry. That's on me. Ray. Same here. Right, same Will T. I'm going with the
0: Eagles. All right. Eagles.
2: Cool. All right. Titans versus the Jaguars. I'm going with the Titans. Will. <laughs> of course I'm going with the Titans. Jaguars.
3: Jaguar.
2: <laughs> oh, right, Everybody going with the Titans. I'm sorry. I apologize. Everybody going with the Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I apologize. Patriots, Texans. Is everybody going with the Patriots or somebody wants to go a different route?
0: With
2: the Patriots, taking the Patriots. All right, everybody, everybody, everybody has the Patriots. Bears, Raiders. I'm gonna go with the Bears. Who? Will T. So my bad. Will T. Uh, I'm, go, I'm gonna go. I'm going with the Raiders. Uh, I got I got Vegas bouncing yeah, Vegas. back at home. All right, Browns, Chargers. I'm After
0: after Deontay Wilder scores the upset, it's
2: <laughs> gonna be crazy. Oh man, Browns, Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers. Will I'm T. Going with the
0: Chargers too. They look like a sneaky
3: Super Bowl. Yeah. Shit.
2: Ray, how do you do? Char- Charges. All right, Giants, Cowboys. I'm actually gonna pick the Cowboys. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys. Um, Ray, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't do it. Ray. Everybody got the Cowboys. Everybody got the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, I think it is what it is. I can't. I can't even you fool myself. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it. We, we're, we're playing for pride now. Like I can't do that. Niners versus the Cardinals. Uh, give me the Cardinals. Will. Mm-hmm. Give me the Niners. Ray, I got the Cardinals. Bills, Chiefs. Cardinals.
0: That's San friend defense is not good. Man, right looking up. good
2: right now, I know. Bills and Chiefs. Uh, give me the Bills, uh Ray. I love this I love this matchup. Oh, go ahead. No, we'll go first, bro, because you love this matchup. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> <I'll>... <laughs> Will you can go? Oh, I'm going with
3: the Chiefs. I'm all right. going with the Chiefs.
2: All right. Ray. Yeah, I'm going with the Chiefs too. Alright, I got the Bills. I got the Bills. Alright, Colts and Ravens. Do we all got the Ravens? I mean, no, no, actually I don't got the Ravens. Who you got? Will
0: I got
2: the, I got the Ravens at home. Right and right, right. y'all both got Ravens. I got the Colts. I go with the upset. I'm cool with that. Hey, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Check out the home of the Urban Sports Scene, empire Media at AmpFireMedia dot com. And this show can be found on Podcast DC. Download the Podcast DC app to hear all the P- Empire Media shows, as well as other great content. Hey, we appreciate you all for listening to the show. Y'all take it easy. Y'all stay blessed. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene. A- yeah, dig Deuces. <laughs> Hey, mega. Lead us out, big homie.